Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall, overall bad welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio. Radio with your hosts, your hosts Dave, Dave and Sean. Hey kids, how are you? Welcome to this episode of Kettle Whistle Radio. And a very special return guest, yes, Valerie Sofranco is back. And we had her not so long ago, but this time... Valerie is in studio with us, and my friend Christine Soltis is here. Amazing. Christine Soltis is a great cryptid writer, uh, cryptozoologist, scientist, and PI. She'll explain all that. Uh, many books out there, and she, if you've listened to us for the 15 years we've been around, she may have been one of my first guests and uh, has co hosts several times and does conventions with me, and we've had some very successful ones. And uh, she is here helping me out and talk with Valerie Safranco. Okay, now, if you're not familiar with her works, okay, Valerie, good friend, by the way, lovely lady. And uh, I got to say, both of these women are beautiful. I got myself in trouble because they brought up age at some point. Of course, Christine got mad at me, and that, that, that just happens. All right? So anyway, uh, so a few things that Valerie was involved with before we were around as a show okay let's go back to a little movie called return of the jedi okay all right yeah she worked on the stormtrooper outfits for that one uh she is a creature fabricator uh creature creator uh she helped create gizmo made him the man he is today as well as jack skellington number one on my list uh lest we forget valerie Franco also did the body cast for Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. Now, that alone, that alone should get you in the Horror Hall of Fame. Should be the first exhibit. Uh, Anyhow, so that's what you got to look forward to. Her talking, her in studio, finally getting here, rehashing some of the stories you may have heard, but elaborating a lot more. Uh, You're gonna hear music from, yeah, these kids are great. Uh, I like them a lot. They're not kids. Or maybe they are. See, there I go. I'm getting, getting in trouble with age. <laughs> Don't judge me. Dogs. I got two dogs staring at me right now. All right. But no, 
Zeitgeist Zero. Zeitgeist Zero, their new album, Meddling with the Forces, is out. You're going to hear something uh, earlier, actually, uh, When the Lights Go Down. We're going to go out with that here in a little bit here with, before I'm done introducing the intro. Can you introduce an intro? Yes, I am doing it. You are listening, so it is possible. Now, more importantly at this moment, I met a few writers uh, recently. Yeah, man, indie artists, my favorite. I uh, can't talk enough about them. Uh, right here, Brent M. Winzek, as W-I-N-Z-E-K, Space Cadets, and the legend of the Galathian. Galathian, if you will. Space Cadets. It is a novel, science fiction. Captain Walter Stanek has been chosen by the Interplanetary Space Federation, ISF, to lead the first crew of the Space Cadets Initiative. Their mission, explore the uncharted territories of outer space. But when they discover a stowaway on board, Stanek plunges his crew into a a perilous race for revenge against an infamous band of pirates. Together, they unearth the mystery behind a fabled relic, the... Galathian Galathian Goliathian Goliathian God damn it Brent We should have practiced this word a few times That's why you have to come on the show That's Brent Brent M. Winzek Space Cadets Okay Check it out This guy is An enigma himself I met him at a horror con Okay we'll just say that All these guys he was sitting with this guy, Chase Will, that's his name, Chase Will, and I bought his book, Where Dreams Are Entombed. How desperate are you? This is the back elevator of the book. How desperate are you? Tommy knows what it is to be desperate, living in squalor and barely making ends meet while pursuing his rock star dreams. When he sent an invitation to become a collaborator. Big dreams come at a high price, and the owner of the art gallery has her own plans for Tommy. He also has a book called Birthday Girl, which is quite violent in the world of body horror. Um, Jess Weary has that book that we uh, we had it on our table, and she it's hers, so she has to read it and give me a review where I'm going to go buy it. Um, these two guys, Chase, Will, and Brent M. Winzek, I look forward to talking to them again. And they'll be on this show at some point. And this guy. Okay, comic book time. There's three issues of this. Avalon. Okay, and he did sign it. There it is. Stardocky. Uh, Dingerfelder at Nastros. Oh, man. I don't, I can't. Dude. You're going to make me open this to get your first name on the air listen Avalon guy I can't wait to have you on you're a very nice guy but stop it you're ignorant this is terribly inconvenient that I had to open up this comic book right now and oh god damn that art is so cool this was so worth it and what a stage uh I really staged this this is what it sounds like to open up a comic book for the first time stop it you're acting like a child Brandon Starachi Starachi if he, yeah, that's how you pronounce Storaki or Storaki. That's S T A R O C C I. He is the creator, writer. Brandon, I believe I met. Uh, or I met Alan Dingfelder, one of the two. I'm sorry, guys. It was a long event. Um, and Demetrius Nastros is the artist of Avalon. And this is, the artwork's amazing, dazzling, 
for an independent. Um, and you can look him up at his, oh, patreon.com, 1282 Avalon comic. Uh, or go to redrubble.com slash people, 1282 productions shop. It is ultra-violent Avalon. I'm liking the looks of this comic book. Um, man, more on that when we have these guys on. I hope I didn't mess up the signature when I opened up. Yeah, might have smudged it a bit. But yeah, man, that's a comic book. Avalon. I, I, can't, I highly anticipate buying issue three. And these other guys, fantastic. And I also engrossed myself in the world of horror, uh, hanging out with Bob Hoagland and Jess Weary. We had a great time at a recent convention, uh, one of which you might hear about here because this, this episode was taped. Uh, just before it, and that's the way things happen, okay? But you can look forward to Krampus Festival at Monroeville in December. Uh, I want to say the 11th or the 13th. I'll get those dates when I'm sure I'm actually going to be doing it. Uh, and I, yeah, not just engross myself in the horror uh, of uh, conventions, I also indulged myself, and finally, after all these years of just sitting there and being in the same place at the same time and meeting a lot of the other people, I finally went up to Judith O'Day. Judith O'Day of uh, They're Coming to Get You, Barbara. Uh, she is Barbara. Barbara of A Night of the Living Dead. Lovely actress, and she, she looks great. Um, and she's just so nice, great smile. She met everybody, and oh god, her table. There was a line wrapped around the place forever. So it took. <laughs> I was there early and still couldn't get close to her. Um, and then I finally just decided, what the hell? I'll wait online like everybody else. And uh, D was with me. D took a picture, and oh man, it was so worth meeting her. It was great, and I'm just. I feel fulfilled. I feel very Night of the Living Deadish. And it was just a great convention. The Living Dead weekend was phenomenal. And I uh, suggest everybody goes to the one in Monroeville next summer. And uh, now we're going to take uh, yeah, we're gonna take a musical break. And just before we get to our interview with Valerie Sofranco, we're going to play uh, Zeitgeist Zero, as I mentioned earlier. Tell me what you think of them. When the Lights Go Down is the song. And I want to thank Teresa from Zeitgeist Zero for that as well, because uh, we enjoy your music. All right? Talk to you soon. I'm a bad influence.
I'm Heather Taddy, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. And uh, we have so much to talk about, but okay, folks, friends, and fiends, welcome to, well, Halloween edition of Kettle Whistle Radio. I've, yeah. <laughs> Not only do we have a special guest, we also have an extra special co-host with me right now. Uh, Christine Soltis is back of Soltis Night Sky, right? Hello, Soltis Night Sky Productions, Productions and Soltis Night Sky Designs. And you guys have met her if you met me at various locations and conventions. And I will be doing one Living Dead Weekend. I was talking to our guest about that on the way over here. Living Dead Weekend is this weekend coming up, uh, October 20th through the 22nd. And that's at uh, the uh, Steamfitters Union in Harmony. Really nice location. So check it out, folks. But I want to welcome to the show, actually in the studio this time, Valerie Safranco <laughs> is back. But she's here with us. How are you today, Valerie? Oh, I'm just peachy. Peachy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's kind of an inside joke right now. I hate to say it. But. Oh, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, I guess because your insides are hurting. I don't know if you want to talk about pain, but they've yeah, heard about my pain. I've enough. got a lot of pain, but yeah. that's okay. <laughs> a lot of. <laughs> well, where does where do we find you today? You're in good spirits, obviously. Uh, really? Or, are you just putting me, <laughs> you're putting the evil ones aside? <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. No, we need a better start than that. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to be <laughs> me. <laughs> well, I love you being you. And you're very, she, she's adorning her uh, Sven Gulli shirt for all yes. our friends out there that are fans of the Sven Gulli. We do watch that here. It glows in the dark. Have, have oh, you, wait. Yes. Turn the lights out. We it gotta does. see this. Well, you have to it's light it up you. first. It's behind you. Let's see. If, oh, well, it's getting there. It might. All right, we need to turn your light you off, to, too. Yeah. All right, in the dark, it in the dark. Glow. Oh, it glows it's, in the it's dark. It's really Wonderful. good when you get, like, good light on <laughs> it. You are the first guest to actually glow in the dark, <laughs> in the dark here. Yes. yes, yeah. It can happen, but you're the first to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, anyway, so how do we find you today? Are you uh, at least happy, healthy? I'm uh, okay. You're working kind of? <laughs> well, I am doing sculpting workshops still. Nice. So, you know, not many, maybe a couple a month at Elizabeth Forward. So that's kind of neat because I get my fingers in the foam sculpting. We do. Um, but, and we also make stuff for their theater. You know, last year they had Hunchback of Notre Dame. We did all the props, but unfortunately everything went up in a fire. Are you serious? Oh, no. Yeah, what happened? They had a big fire in their auditorium and it's gone. Oh, my God. They didn't no. even have an auditorium anymore. Wow. Okay, that's a major setback. Yeah, but they're trying to make things normal, so I'm back doing that. Um, it's nothing as creative as what I've done in the past, but at least I'm still doing a little bit of, you know, sculpting. Well, let's get into that. Uh, just to give our, uh, you know, there's a lot of listeners that didn't hear you the last time. They should go back and listen to it. But um, listen to all of them. But this is the lady behind Gizmo from Gremlins, Jack Skellington, who is a fan favorite. Um, Louis Gossett Jr. and his alien costume, Enemy Mine. Mm. Jeff Goldblum and The Fly. That's a whole story all its own. Mm -hmm. And Return of the Jedi. To uh, you, you told me. I just learned that you worked on Lando's costume, Lando. as well as the Le the famous Leia costume. Princess Leia. I did anything three dimensional that was leather. Oh. So three dimensional. <laughs> you got Christine's attention. Corsets, <laughs> right? Spats, purses, all that sort of thing. Lando and the stormtroopers, vests, and spats, and all that sort of I thing. I think you might have a new best friend over here. Definitely, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, I've been really into clothing lately. So. Talk to us about <laughs> and leather, apparently. No, nope, definitely. <laughs> but yes, um, so a lot of your pain we can blame Jeff Goldblum for. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. No, I know, no, I know. You like him. Um, I do uh, like him. God bless him. He didn't know that my 
disc exploded underneath his crotch. Yeah. <laughs> True story, kids. We need to hear this. Yeah, I, you may as well. I know you told me in the car, but uh, the rest of us need to hear yeah, it. Yeah, Jeff was a lovely guy, and unfortunately, I had a slip disc, and we were doing body casting, and there was a lot of. It was hot, and it was a little a little place we were in Chris Wallace's studio, and there was the makeup room. And unfortunately, it was a very hot day, and there wasn't much air in there. And he started fainting. Oh, my God. And so Stefan, who was our main makeup guy and uh, does a lot of the designing and sculpting of all the prosthetics, got behind Jeff and was like literally up against a wall holding him and yelling at me, do the crotch, do the crotch, do the crotch, (laughs) now. (laughs) That's something I'll never erase from my brain ever again. So that's what I did. (laughs) Was he awake during that time? Well, he was passing out. Okay, oh my. So he was getting weak, I guess, but faint. And that's when Stefan noticed it and went to grab. So plaster bandaging. His his crotch to make sure because we were going to make the suit the fly suit and and it has to fit him well and that was my thing was I was the suit maker all right yeah, fabricator right. you, would you be called creature fabricator or what was your actual well, title? we were all just called effects uh, yeah. I don't know effects what you call us yeah goods because we just watched <laughs> we just watched uh, Nightmare Before Christmas for the hundred millionth time, and we always look for your name in the credits. Always, I always, always have to point it, it out. Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. That's good to know. But yeah, the uh, the, the mother of Jack Skellington. Um, I guess I wanted to ask you because I didn't get to ask you last time. I don't think. I like, what was it like? Like where, when you first got that first phone call. The first, when you got that call to go to work, and who was at the time? Was that Jedi? It, or? it was. Jedi it was, was the Lucas first. Eighty three. Like? Right, and then wow. well, it was like uh, I lied. You know, I went in there with a bunch of stuff and completely oddly, lied. Oddly enough, right here, <laughs> Return of the Jedi magazine <laughs> sitting here. Yeah. So anyway, God bless Nilo Rodas Jamero because he was the great art director of that film, and uh, you know. What do you do? I ran in with a bunch of different art. I told the lady that the art director wants to see this. And she's looking at me and I'm there. She goes, who? And I'm there, the art director. And she goes, who's that? And I'm there, I don't know. What's his name? I forget. And she said, Nilo. Nilo? What? Nilo? And I'm there, yeah, Nilo. He wants to see it. And God bless him. You know, they, they got it. And a couple hours later, I was hired to wow. start the that's, following Monday. Did you, was it all your art, your original oh, art? Oh, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, but it was odd. Like, I, I would have a silk screen or an oil painting yeah. or a mixed media drawing. It was the soft sculpture wow. that, that did it. And okay. it's very flashy. It was very three-dimensional and futuristic. And I think when he saw that, it was like, she'd probably be good for accessories sort of thing. So I ended up in costume, even though I wanted to be in the model shop. So when that job ended, Nilo turned me on to Chris Wallace, who actually lived in Novato, where I lived. And he said, Chris is really going places. He's a very, very talented guy. And he worked at ILM and started his own company, CWI. And and his first project was Gremlins. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I was lucky. Sitting right behind you. You got a gremlin sitting right there. Do you have a gizmo, though? That's the important question. That's the sad part. Oh, Oh, you do. No, that's actually (laughs) Stripe Stripe. before he became became the bad. Stripe, yeah. Yeah. Gizmo. Somebody stole my gizmo. Oh. 
I, I shouldn't repeat that in certain crowds, huh? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Jedi. That then right around that period too, Ghostbusters two happens or I, you know I don't remember dates, but the, the thing I did on Ghostbusters was a painting. Yeah, that cool I can't even remember the guy's name that comes out of the painting. Um, Vigo is Vigo, it? the master of evil. Yeah, yeah, Vigo came out of the paint. So I did the background painting of that, and, and I was uh, quoting Bobby Brown when I just did that actually because oh. that's from the soundtrack. <laughs> Every little step uh, was a part of the uh, soundtrack to Ghostbusters. Yeah. Anyway, Ghostbusters <laughs> 2. Yeah, that being said, please move on. <laughs> I can't remember. All right. So he comes, <laughs> you, you made the painting, and he comes out of the painting. Yeah. Christine, were you a Ghostbusters kid? Um, sort of. I mean, I was definitely more of a Gremlins kid. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. So I, I have. I'm more. Much more curious. I mean, I, I love the Ghostbusters, but you know. Gremlins. I missed that the last time the Ghostbusters. I know that you. I thought it was Ghostbusters too. Maybe it was. We're not sure. I, I think it was. Vigo was in the second one. I so think it yeah. was too. And and it was just you know literally, literally it took me a week to do that painting there. Nice. And then you got to so. see it. And you said now I learned this too on our trip over. I, I met Valerie while driving Lyft. And um, I shouldn't have said the company I worked for, but um, I picked you up and absolutely, (laughs) (laughs) maybe I will. Uh, But yeah, you were wearing, or was I wearing? uh, I was wearing. You were wearing Jack, and I said nice sweatshirt, and you're like, I made him. That was my papa. I was like, what? And I I was bringing her home, the very place where I just picked you up, and yeah, I couldn't believe it. So I was just, we got to talk, we got to talk, and next one thing led to another. You came on the show, which was great. And uh, so, all right. And you also said uh, with Jedi, uh, you worked on paintings for that as well for Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. Or no, I that... did. That was strictly ex- costume accessories. Got, on, okay. On Return of the Stormtroopers. Jedi. Yeah, Stormtroopers Leia on Glanda. <laughs> the Leia thing is legendary, yeah. though. And I thought I was asking her, Christine, if she was ever in the the making of uh, Jedi because they showed a lot of puppeteers with Jabba the Hutt, and yeah. they they always said they got to see Leia in her costume. But I guess you didn't get to see your work up close after you gave it to her? No, I mean, once I ended, once you're done there, then you move to the next studio. So I moved on to Chris Wallace. And so you were in San Francisco at this time? 20 years, yeah. Wow. wow. I think from 76 to 96. Oh, wow. The prominent years for filmmaking. Yeah. Those were some of the best Hollywood years ever had. Prominent. Yeah. So what next after a that? You just... cult. We did arachnophobia. Oh my god! Oh, wow! I still have my jacket. You want to buy it? Yeah, <laughs> actually, I do. Wow! So the Spielberg one and my hat. I have my crew hat too. Did you meet anybody from that one? Oh, who's neg? Well, that's an all-star cast, right? Goodman was in it. Arachnophobia. I was on the set. You were wow. So I heard like the, the spiders. Uh, what did I do? They had little latex legs. I put all the little legs on them. I did all the little fur on them. Uh, we all had to learn the mechanics, you know. But we puppeteered these things. I so some know. of those, pu- some of those little spiders looked very real, but they were actual puppets. Yeah, they looked real. And then we had some real puppets that came in with our friend Jules, from, who was South African. Uh, Jules, I think, lives in California now. I'm not sure, but. Wonderful, wonderful guy, animal trainer. He he did the dogs on Gremlins. Oh wow! M- Mushroom was the name of the dog that <laughs> they hung. I mean, they had them hanging by lights. But there were a couple of these dogs that he would use, and then he he deals with snakes and all kinds of things. Wow. But he was the one that was the spider guy, and these spiders were marked, so mm. we weren't allowed. They were precious. Wow. You know, you did not want to lose one, and you did not want one to get stepped on. Right. 
they're not worried about you guys getting bit, though. <laughs> no, they weren't. But the tarantulas were really nice, actually. Usually, yeah, they're not, they're not biters, from what they're I understand. They're real sweet. Yeah. It was almost like having a little kitty cat on me. And they like to crawl on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the other little guys, I think they were from New Zealand, Gotta these watch spiders. Them. Yeah. Yeah, Multicolored we... and vibrant and shiny. You have to be careful. But we stood around with cups, like big plastic silo uh, cups, and we had to wrangle the spiders after a scene was done so we could make sure we got them all. Oh, my goodness. Spider Everybody rock. stood around. I mean, we you had a, a ring of people with these plastic cups that would immediately... <laughs> Wow. How many of them were real? Yeah, a lot. There were a lot. Good question. So you were surrounded by living spiders. Yeah. yeah. Did, were there any casualties? <laughs> I think there might have been one oh, or boy. two, but we really had to be very careful. I can't. I can't imagine that. Really. But, but even to make the tarantulas do stuff, we took an air can like that. You spray your keys for the computer. Sure. And you spray their little butts, and it would rear it up. <laughs> Ready to attack yeah, when they rear yeah. up like that. Oh, boy. So there were scenes that w- that's how they puppeteered a real spider. So do you have spider wrangler on your resume? I should. You should. <laughs> you should. Nobody nobody has that. I don't know. Not I don't on know. this. They might. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Christine, you know any spider wranglers? <laughs> Not that I know of, but now I want to know. Is that something that they would do now? I mean, right. you know, is that if something If they're protected would... spiders. These oh, okay. were numbered and protected. Okay, I gotcha. So, so um... Curious too. So my, there was so much that went on there. If we can go one movie to the next, but you should tell the Jeff Goldblum story, uh, just how that went down, since you're still having the repercussions from it. What, you, he was just paid. one other than the groin one. Well, just like, <laughs> I mean, what? Which? Because the fly. There's so much going on there. So yeah. much makeup. Was it when he was just about completely transformed, or? Well, no. This slow was in the very beginning when we had to take a body cast of him. Okay. And then you make a mannequin of his body, and That's then we would mean. sculpt the fly body on that. Wow. We took, you know, uh, castings of his arms. Yeah. And so that sort of thing, you just sculpted all that in clay later on his mannequin. But but uh-huh. I got injured pretty early on that film. Man. So I didn't even make it through the movie. Oh, I mean, I, I had to go into physical therapy for like a year. Oh, my goodness. I mean, my, my disc... Just wow. exploded. What exactly? Um, I have two questions. If you don't go mind. for it, um, how long did it take that casting of that of his body? Like how long? How, well, how many you had to do it in a day because okay. because uh, he was there. We had to pay for his time, and we had to pay for him to come up. Um, same thing on Enemy Mine with Luke Gossett. We had to pay to have Luke come up, and you have a day to get that body cast done it's all done in uh plaster bandages mm-hmm. and then the hat head cast you have like two people doing the alginate underneath and then we do plaster bandages on that to make a casing oh and you usually have a couple people feeding you so there are usually maybe four people working when you're doing a body cast or a head cast people feeding you with the head you just want two or three now was he not fed that day is that why he was no, we fed him. Was he's heat. very healthy. He's, <laughs> very, he's a very healthy eater. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. The, the last question was just how how the how you got hurt. Was it just um like in the middle? It of was that the particular... position. Okay. I was in like I mean I was on the floor and oh. I was bent over and he I'm under his crotch and oh he's standing on the floor and he's kind of backwards and then you have 
this heat. It was hot and sweaty. And then Stefan was nervous, you know, that we had to get this done. We had to get that crotch well done so that yeah. the suit looks good. Oh, you know, yeah. you want it to fit well. And so you know, he's going, get the crotch, get the crotch. And, and, and this plaster's like going in my hair and oh in my, my eyes. Oh my but we did it. And, and then the next thing you know, I didn't, I couldn't walk. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I, I did. I did go, go to work the next day. And I remember Chris saying something like, why are you limping? And I said, my leg feels like wood. And that's when he said, well, go get it. Yeah. Figure out what's going on. And then the next thing you know, I was, that was it. Jeez. But you still yeah. create. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And you've been pretty busy, I guess. I mean, um, I still I, I went back and worked with Chris mm -hmm. even after that. It was a couple years later or whatever. But I think the rectophobia was after that, I believe. So you were between uh, Disney and Lucasfilm for a time. Is that right? Or just, back and forth? Just the one, the only Disney movie. I think rectophobia was a Disney movie and, also. Yeah, I believe Amblin was, isn't that? Yes. Spielberg and Disney? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Spielberg and, loves Chris. I know that. Uh, Okay. And so and so you it, had your in there. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's, you know, he, he's a hard worker and I like his designs. And I think, uh, I'm sure Spielberg loved his design. I mean, he designed the Gremlins and, and Gizmo. Legendary stuff. Yeah. And I want to know what you did with, uh, with the Gremlins whenever we have a moment. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> well, Gizmo, I yeah. fabricated. Um, yeah. So, you know, a few of us would do that. You have the mechanical guys, yeah. and and they all make these beautiful mechanics. I mean, they're those alone are gorgeous. And then we have the sculptors, whoever sculpted the gizm the body of the gremlin. I can't remember who sculpted what. Tony McVeigh was sculpting Randy Dutra, Chris, of course. I can't. And Stefan. Well, no, Stefan wasn't there on Gremlins. Um, uh, I did fabrication, so for Gremlins. So we would take the puppets that were casted in foam, latex, and then I'd hollow them out. And then I had to put them around mechanics. We had to make sure the mechanics wouldn't get stuck and blah, blah, blah. And then you seal it and you have to make a beautiful seam so you don't see seams uh, or anything. Oh yeah. And you, you have to paint it. And I did some painting. And then you have to fur, you know, like with Gizmo, I did all the furring pretty oh. much. And made the pattern for him and stuff like that. There's so. pictures of you doing that. I think you sent me some of those last yeah, time. Yeah, and then, like, his faces. So I was on location to change his faces and his expressions and to make sure everything looked good. And then you had to put the eyelids. You'd have to cut them and make sure that they were glued on to this little plastic eyelid so that, wow. you know. And then I puppeteered his eyes a lot. Nice. And, and wow. then snout. And... Oh, so you get puppet credits, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Chris taught us how to puppeteer. So That's I think we talked all about a little that. bit, yeah. We're we're going diving a little deeper this time around. I, I like it. Um, but yeah, let's see. Um, on the way over to what you were telling me so much. There's so much you're, you're hitting with hit me all at once. So we were talking about Lando's gear, the leather and stuff, Princess Leia, um, Ghostbusters. What else did you tell me though that was hitting me? Um, but Louis Gossett Jr. Christine, I don't know if you do you remember Enemy Mine with Dennis Quaid? No, way back. No. That's like '80s. That was mid '80s. He's and, an alien. You should like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I'll put that on my list. Yeah, I don't have a TV at the and, moment. And in fact, he's he got pregnant. Wait, what? Yeah, Louis yeah. Gossett Jr., a male alien, had got, a baby, got pregnant, and it, it, what happens is two enemy fighters crash on the same planet, yeah, and they have yeah. to learn to to live together, kind of. Yeah. 
a human, Dennis Quaid, yeah, and Louis yeah. Gossett Jr. is a reptilian. The drac. Yeah, he's the he drac. Was a drac. Yeah. Oh, so they actually distinguished. You said reptilian. Oh, yeah. He was reptilian. Yes. Like, Very reptilian. Did they have grays in there as well? This, no, oh, no. They were no. strictly at war with humans. They were a reptilian oh. race, and there's a little bit of blasting in the beginning, and then they crash. And then they have to learn to live together, kind of to survive. I and then can't you, believe I missed. This. You find out like a reptile. You watch it. They're, um, <laughs> but the males were. Was it strictly males that produce that oh, reproduce? Wow. Well, that it, male did. Well, that male did. Yeah. <laughs> We got one. We got one. I don't know. And there were a lot of other aliens because I sculpted a lot of background heads, but I did lose oh. body. So the 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 enemy mind, the yeah. the drag, I sculpted a lot of the body. His arm. Let's see, arms, hands, feet. You know, uh, calves, that sort of thing. Same with the little boy. We had a little boy drag too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I think right. Chris probably did the uh, the chest plate because it was a beautiful piece, and I'm sure he sculpted that. But then I fabricated that onto the rest of the suit that we all sculpted and stuff. So, kids, you got some homework to do. Go look at Enemy Mine and look for Valerie Franco's name in the credits there. Certainly. That's yeah. a, it's a good revisit. That's a fun movie. And I don't know if they could do it. They could try to remake it now, and it would never be as good. Well, you know, that movie was done twice. Really? So the first time I went on, it really? was done in Iceland. Oh, I don't I was know. on location there. Because I made Wait, the suit. Yeah, oh. I made his suit. So oh, I had to get him in the suit and out. And I had to get him so he could go to the bathroom and stuff. Yeah, so he, he, he Stefan was... did all the prosthetics and yeah. Chris as well, but mostly Stefan. And um, so the first movie was in Iceland and it was Richard Longcrane was the director. So it was an English film. Holy smoke. Oh, wow. And the design of that drac was beautiful. Chris did it. The design it was gorgeous. I thought it was beautiful, and the paint job was beautiful as well. Um, and the sculpting of the prosthetics that Stefan did was gorgeous. But then we all got fired. Oh, <laughs> oh my! The, the whole English crew. Something I guess with with the uh, was it Amblin that did? Yeah. So a union problem. Was that... I can't remember. Who, well, it was a problem with the studio ah. and the director and the English crew, I guess. Interesting. All I know is we went to go to work. Blair Clark and I were supposed to go on a helicopter to this other little part of Iceland, and, and there was this creature that came out of the ground that oh, we were going to puppeteer. Wow. See, oh. We got up so early to do this, and next thing I know, we're going, and everybody, we're looking at everyone, and they're all walking the other way, and we're going, what's going on? Oh, oh the film is over. <laughs> wow. So then it became a German film. So it was I did Wolf, not know this. Wolfgang Peterson became the director. Did you have flown over there? To no, <laughs> Munich. The, it was filmed in Munich. Okay. But I didn't get to go. Wow. There's oh. a whole story to that, but we won't talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you want to dig up <laughs> old graveyards. Well, yeah. we, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come back here with Valerie Safranco, creature fabricator. I want to say creator because you did kind of. Well, sculptor, sculptor too. Yeah. And painter and, uh, yeah, puppeteer. All right. Well, Valerie and Christine Soltis here with us, and we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio.
<laughs> All right, folks. Like I said, I always say the best conversations happen off the air. What do Gizmo, Jack Skellington, Louis Gossett Jr., and Return of the Jedi have in common? Well, Mallory Safranco, who's in the house right now. And we're got to talk about Jack. Jack Skellington, who I... I that's my main reason why I wanted you in here, too, yeah. is to talk about him. He's a favorite of all of those. Jack kind of hit it with me and my wife and uh, hit it the right time. Like, we had just met, and it was just one of those. And it, it didn't hit right away. It's been a gradual cult thing. Now it's just like right. this huge thing. And I remember you telling us you had a – was it a Skellington Crew jacket? Mm-hmm. You still have that. I sold it oh. to uh, the prop store in L.A. Okay. David wanted to buy that one, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was in the market for it, but, you know. Darn it. That's all right. I understand. Well, I don't know. I can't remember what I got for it, but not enough, I'm sure. I, I probably don't want to say that. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, So you had a lot going on with the Skellington crew and Nightmare Before Christmas. What are we at? Did you say the 30th? It's the 30th anniversary. 30th. Was I believe it was yesterday. Holy smokes. Well, so having you here is great. <laughs> a lot of people were posting on Facebook that were, you know, involved with the film. So I saw that. I posted some of the puppets I made, and my puppet was Jack. Yeah. So he was my puppet Number that one. I fabricated, seamed, and painted. But I do not puppeteer him. He's stop motion. I don't do that. Right. right. And then Lock, Shock, and Barrel were my puppets. That's amazing. Yeah. When I first went there... There was the lady who I was working under, Benita, was the fabrication department head, and I knew a lot more than she did. Oh, that So she all. really needed me, <laughs> you know, and I would tell her what glues. I mean, she didn't even know, like, the glues to use and, and stuff. So I taught her a lot. <laughs> oh, man. But I ended up getting injured on that. What? I didn't know that. that. Oh, yeah. no. What happened? My back. Same thing, just re-injury. Well... You know, when I went in there, I said, look, I can only do 30 hours because they do 10-hour days. You know, yeah. Union, IATSE, and all that 10-hour day, work right. days, and sometimes longer. Yeah. Um, right. So I couldn't do that with my my situation with my spine anymore. My back just, just can't do what it used to. And those hours, 50 hours, it was too much. It was yeah. too much. So I made a deal. I would do 30 hours a week, and that was fine. Everything was great. And then the Union when we started getting busy came in and said they were going to take my um, medical away unless I worked 50 hours like everybody else. I was on a Lynch set and it went 14 hours. Now that was rough not doing anything. I sat in a jail cell with 14, 15 other guys waiting for our scenes that may have come, may not have come. I got in one of three that were shot, but 14 hours doing nothing was a lot to ask. I can't imagine you with a back injury that's a long time. That's oh, a long yeah. day. It is definitely. Oh, God. But yeah, so I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, I relate to the situation. So you had a 10 hour day. So yeah. And then they insisted to take it five and with probably within a month, I was getting such terrible pains at there that I'd actually leave my desk and go in a dark room and roll on a, a glass jar to try and get the spasm. Oh my flattened. God. Cause I would get spasms. Yeah. Oh, it, in your, like my butt and stuff. Oh you know, it was just horrible. But that's like simulating traction when you do that the rounded, like what you're doing right there for your back is straightening yeah. your spine out. And yeah. Then it, okay. And then it got so bad, I had to leave. I had to leave, and and mm. I ended up doing the whole physical therapy again. I had to sue again because you know it happened on the job. Mm. I couldn't hardly walk. Blah blah blah. So you know, I was sad because that was a great movie where the the people there yeah the talent pool on that movie was so 
I mean, it was Danny amazing. Elfman alone, you know. It's well, just... I mean, I'm thinking the animators. Oh my God! You know, Eric yeah. Layton and uh, Timmy Hutton, and oh my God! Uh, oh God! I wish I could remember everybody's name, but just that, and and the, the the model makers, and the fabricators, and the painters, and the scenic people, and the you'd go out in the hall, and it was so neat to see like Eric Layton or any of those animators practicing. A movement on themselves oh, wow. to think about how am I going to move this puppet in you know a sequence here that's going to make this action. It was fascinating. That's very poetic. It's just the way you described it and the way you used your hands. Oh, to, thank, to you. thank you, thank you. And then one one other interesting sort of thing. I I found it interesting. One of the guys, his name was Trey. I can't remember his name. He's another great animator. We'd have to look his name up. Uh, but he smoked. He was a smoker. And Everybody smoked back then. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did too. I did too. But his uh, hands would stain the puppets. Oh Ooh, no! That's no good. That it would go through the paint, and we were constantly repainting his puppets. Oh my god! They had, those animators had certain puppets they were responsible for, just like the fabricators. You know, I had Lock, Shock, and Barrel, and Jack, and. You know, the musicians and stuff oh, like that. Oh, the musicians, yes. So those were your puppets. You don't just make one. You make three to four of them. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> yeah. like either either like the stronger, like no-filter cigarettes back then or that he was smoking a lot. <laughs> well, Marlboro's. Mar sure uh, oh. Camels or something. <laughs> no, no I, I used a filter, but still, yeah. I got all that stuff. But it's interesting when you're working on a puppet that's waist is as thick as your little finger. Oh, my God. Aww. It was really hard. And I I thought they'd be like action figure size, but they're not. Oh, no. They have to be smaller to fit those yeah. sets to yeah. be tiny. Oh my god! Tiny. Yeah, Lock, Shock, and Barrel. I did. I really didn't touch on that the last time we talked, and they're also probably second favorites in yeah, that those big, movies. Yeah. Uh, Sally, of course, you yeah. know, is up there. Uh, but those the, the kids, the trick or treaters, you gotta love them. Uh, who did Oogie? Uh, uh, one of the young girls. Uh, her name was Elise Robertson, I believe. Okay. Uh, did Oogie Boogie? She fabricated him. Sculpting, it might have been uh, um, Benita's husband. <laughs> well, when you saw your finished product, I, I mean, did you, uh, like, when you, how did you see it the first time? Did you be sitting well, in a daily room? We or? had to go to dailies. Okay. So you're always seeing it because we had to see if there was a scene that you could see. Jack's head was really hard because you did not want a seam on that thing. And it had to be beautifully smooth, just like the Pillsbury Doughboy. You know, you can't see a seam on two pieces of thing that come together. Wow, and there's a seam. You want to make it look like it's all one thing. And never thought of that. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. I never thought of that. So the, the good thing on some of those puppets, at least they had like little clothing. So even yeah. though, you know, like Lock, Shuck, a Barrel, we glued their clothes on. But Jack, I had to like, sew that tux because I had to have lead in the collar and in the tails to make it animatable. Is that right? Oh my. Yeah. You were talking about that. Yeah. yeah. Was so it... it looked like it was flying like when he was running his tails would look like they're flying. Yeah. That's lead in there. And same with Sally's hair. Yes. I put yes. lead in her hair. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. That I did not know. All right. Little tricks here. But now the <laughs> question is will they use these tricks anymore? CGI? Eh. I mean, I, I like the practical effects. So that stuff, of course, that's what you did. I mean, amazing. And now we're going, I don't know, CGI, you can kind of tell right away when you watch a movie these days if you're going to sit through it with all that, when they overdo it. You know, like you got John Carpenter's The Thing, which is amazing, yeah. practical effects, and then the prequel they made, 
all CGI. I think if it's a combination, right? If you it do it works right. okay. If mm-hmm. you do it right, but like, uh, what's the movie where they're all blue? Um, um, oh, Avatar. Av- uh, yeah, just, one right there next year. I just couldn't even watch it. I'll tell you what, I, I actually, well, you know, I was less interested in that one too, and I love hmm. like alien species, but I, I, I get what you mean. I like, like I, the CG part. Yeah, the, and, and like I wondered too, like, uh, you know, you guys did, you know, the all the like the harder special effects, and, and, yeah. and that's why I actually wondered what David asked. Is there even like a market left for that? Are, are people using that at all? They're they're trying to keep it alive. Yeah. You know, there's people still certainly, trying to keep it alive. Certainly. I find it more endearing. You know, the puppets when you see these little puppets that people make, there's a quality about them oh, yes. that's far more to me. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, watch. and you add your own little touches to them. Did you ever add your own little touches that they approved or disapproved of? Like. Maybe if you were doing something like Joe Dante would. Normally, I would follow. Chris would give you direction. And this is Chris. What's his last name? Wayless. Wayless. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he would. It was CWI was his shop. Chris Wayless Incorporated, I guess. Um, But we were. I don't know. I thought we were like the most interesting. You know, there's Lucasfilm, and then there was Chris's shop. We were both in like the San Rafael area of Northern California. Right. So, oh, did you go to the ranch, Skywalker yeah. Ranch? You were there. Yeah. Oh. Wait a minute, is that? Are you talking about the Skywalker Ranch? Yeah, yeah. you're looking well, at the, it. We had she a picnic. There. Yeah, we had picnics there. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no pizza. <laughs> but it was outside. <laughs> no pizza. Yeah, well, there's pizza sitting there waiting for us. That's something else we were talking about too. Off, off, off topic is uh, your your Czechoslovakian and Italian. You yeah, said, yeah. and there was a clash where you, half your family were huggy and the other ones were oh, like, yeah. Get Back. Oh, yeah. back. It sounds really like fun. me. Yeah, that is, oh, very much. That. Yeah, it's not unusual that I go to give her a hug like at a convention. Like, all right. Well, you know, I, I found it interesting when I shook her hand. Oh, you felt this, you felt like you were with your family I again. Felt, I felt like it was a little. I took a minute. I was like, because you know, well, you know what? I just I'll just expel my theory on that because like I've never been a handshaker. I've always hated it. And then when COVID came, I said, oh, I said this should that that antiquated gesture should die. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I came to find. Then, no, then I came to find everyone still wants to shake hands. So I'm, I'm always hesitant, and I try to hide it, but I still do it. We well, could I, just do a fist bump. Yeah, yeah I, I always, out. I always want to do that. But then I've, I've done that. Like I've, I've like done. I've had ways of doing different things. Like I'll shake someone with my left hand because, like, I'm right-handed, so at least I don't feel like. You know, I'm going to pick my nose with my right hand. See, I <laughs> feel whatever. like the right hand. She's not hand, shy about that. It's on my left hand. Yeah. I feel like the right hand is the germy hand because yeah. I'm right-handed. So yeah. I try to always eat with my left. Interesting. Oh, yeah. That's that's. Smart. I think I got that from some of the Indian neighbors that I saw. Oops. Oh. Oops. That's See, all right. Yeah. That's right. Eating up the mic. Italian. No, I they... She's, she was talking with her hands and well, hit the I microphone. That's another thing. Very Italian. I mean, honest to God, I was in the car talking once in San Francisco and I was telling my friends friend of the story and this guy behind me comes over he goes man you really use your hands a lot that's hilarious because if you, i don't notice that i do it and i've been told too i did a eulogy for somebody and they're like oh that looks like you're giving a sermon up there with your hands flying around i do that too didn't notice i did it that's how i accentuate because i don't like speaking in front of people so i use my hands to distract i guess i, I don't know i don't know to me it makes it easier to talk yeah yeah, yeah it does you just did it with yeah her. I, it's just easier to talk. and when i've done staged readings which i love to do Ooh. i love doing staged readings oh uh 
this I remember in this one theater that this one woman came out. I just want to tie your hands up and stick them behind you. Was this in Pittsburgh? No, this was in New York. In New York. Wow. Oh Interesting. Not very open. <laughs> wow. Can we hire you for readings here oh, for I Halloween? Love, I that, would love. I love doing stage readings. Oh my God! I didn't see. I'm learning stuff. Okay, now I know. I, it. I know where you live. <laughs> you do. You and know now, where I live now. Sort of. I'll never find it though. Ah, uh, well, it's not too bad. He's out in the boondocks. <laughs> You know, I still I still have to search my old messages for his address, and he lives six months, like six minutes away from me. It's, it's, it's absurd. Like I, every single time I go to put his address in my GPS, I'm like, what is it? But that's just it. When you live close together, you kind of take it for granted that you oh, we could always see each other. Yeah, we never yeah. do. No, no, you don't. But she stopped by when I was sick. That was really nice. She gave me some healing crystals, and I was... wish I would have known. I would have. Well, was, I wouldn't have been able to drive. No, it me I and you were both would have been. We were both would have been on the couch with nobody movies. to pick us up. Yeah. <laughs> Just Uber. I mean, or, or oh, yeah. I don't know. Uber, Lyft. Oh, yeah. It would be expensive. Wait, we, have to take that out. We, we don't lift off the couch, though. No, That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, I would have yeah. been. I was stuck on that couch. I, yeah, you would. You would have had to help me get off the couch, which yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's behind me now. Gosh. They've heard enough about it. Yeah. And, uh, but we're glad that you made it in here today. Yeah. I'm glad, and I'm glad you're not in too much pain, right? And well, we're doing I am, but I'm on drugs. She's on drugs, and she fakes it, <laughs> fakes it really well. <laughs> no, they're all legal. Don't worry about it. But uh, obviously, they're not helping a whole lot. But I'm here. Yeah, we're glad. So that's good. And uh, Christine's here too. We should probably, you know, tell us what you've been up to too, Christine. We could feed off of yeah. you a little bit. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, you know me. I'm always doing like a thousand things. Yeah, at once. At once. Yeah, at once. So, but you um, did a show recently. We're trying to get Valerie into the convention scene. So you, know, you did something uh, recently. Some of them are kind of fun. Like you do the big ones. Um, you know, like celebrity appearances. That would be that would be pretty. I cool. I did one at Monroeville yeah. Mall. Okay. And it was where Chili Billy Cardilli was there. Yeah, the Expo Mart. You He's did such. He was a sweetheart. Steel City Con. Did you do that? It one? might have been. Okay. And I they my friend Dale insisted. Did I do it? I didn't want to do it. And he knew that one of the guys organizing it. So they let me come in and do it. And I didn't want, I didn't, I, I don't feel comfortable. I'm actually quite shy, believe it or not. I, I kind of don't believe that right now, but okay. <laughs> well, I'm a total double Gemini. So I'm like two oh, different. Two is that, different. Is that Gemini uh, sun and moon? I was just told I'm a double. Okay, oh. that means like it's probably sun and moon sign because the sun is um you know your date of birth and then your moon signs your inner it might your inner be. core of who you are usually because it was the time of the morning I was born or something yeah. I had my chart done in England by someone that was a oh, specialist that's, that's that's good um wow. yeah. That's the thing about birth charts, though, is you probably have, like, we all have, like, all this, a lot of the different astrological signs more than, you know, our core ones. Right. It's, it's very in depth. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> could, what? <laughs> could be the um, You said you didn't like, um, you know, you were shy. Shy, but. Yeah, but what made me say but that? David didn't believe it. Yeah. Because uh, we were talking about the convention. Oh, the convention. Yeah, That's we, why. We were, yeah. yeah, Monroeville. So I did it, and I. He, Dale said, bring your enemy mind stuff, because Ooh. I had sculptures left. I actually sold them now. I'll bet they would go quick. I had, like, the first original design background, and then I had a couple others that I had sculpted and that. And then oh, I wow. had a couple big, giant, bulletin sort of board things with all the different movies, Arachnophobia, Gremlin, you know, everything on that hook even was oh, one hook, of them. Oh, hook, that's the one we were talking about in the car. I, did, I didn't know that one. Yeah, Joe Bart versus the Walt Volcano. That was another wow. one. Um, wow, I love that Where I did paintings. Movie. I did the paint backdrop paintings. Okay. 
Joe so, Louis the Volcano. But, I, that was Tom Hanks, right? Uh, I, I don't know who was in it. I didn't watch the movie. Uh, <laughs> oh my! I just did the painting. You know, I hear that a lot from people that do effects and such. They don't always see their end product. No, but the thing about the convention was, guys were people. I felt sorry for a lot of these people. They would come up and want to take your picture with your mask. I couldn't take money from them. I could not take money. Yeah, you know, um, as a person who's done conventions since 2010, take their money. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. You know why? Because Amen. if you know, this is art. Like people, that that's the problem. Though a lot of the times, oh, people could... don't take money for art, right. and they they need uh, to. I think I'm just so used to it that I feel uh, guilty. No, I know. Well, you know what? <laughs> it it's been it was horrible for a long time. Everybody always wanted everything for free, but like now, like you know, a lot of artists are kind of like standing up and being like, you know. I can't give you free stuff. This costs me money exactly. to and time. purchase this. Yeah. And it's in your time too. Like you being present there, that's your time. So I'm I'm a huge proponent of getting paid for what you do. Hundred percent. Well, maybe I'd change my mind. It's just that I think the the fans. I felt sorry for some Don't of these. Oh, no, they're they're you're, you're giving them happiness and they're giving you money. Exactly. I don't know. They didn't look like they had money, so Aww. I felt bad. We'll no, just... they just saved it. They saved it for that occasion. They, they you know, a lot of a lot but of I'm, people. I just don't feel like I'm. Anything. I know. Oh, no. You wouldn't be sitting here right now. Well, you know, I mean, mm. to take money for like a picture, I'm like, come on. I'll give you for instance. Okay, there's an action figure right behind you that's packaged. I, you I, you don't, don't, don't turn. I'll turn my But, <laughs> but there's a no. Star Wars one, Biggs Darklighter. I met the guy that played Biggs, and he was, well, that's a Return of the Jedi one, but he wasn't necessarily in that one. However, he, I had that with me because I knew the actor was going to be there. I brought it, and he charged me ten dollars to sign the action figure and Whoa. that's the only one i have like that Whoa. uh david prowse too for vader but i mean if somebody you, asked you, me to sign bucks, something i'll pay ten bucks for a signature but a picture 20. they were taking my picture with their camera i didn't feel like oh give me a so the one kid i felt so and they're oh, a dollar <laughs> i said to him and then he asked me a dollar and they're all oh, i was just kidding. i do know what you mean Aww. i do know what you mean you're too nice though i'm nuts <laughs> yeah, but your talent is worth some dough too. I think. I think Christine agrees with Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Maybe some. Yes. So, well, it it is a very different world. Like people are understanding that they have to pay for art, and yeah. that's you know, and like even like you know, celebrity encounters. Some people are paying twenty, forty dollars just to like sign uh, like a picture or take a picture with a, like a celebrity. So. You know, even if you were only charging like five or ten dollars, that's a deal. And, and you know that that gives people who like are truly there is a really good cult following for horror movies, especially yeah. here in Pittsburgh. And those people really are really excited about the celebrity autographs. That is yes. something that is very important to them. Yeah. So you know, if they want to, there are people I know of that have paid hundreds of dollars just to like send in and get a, like a, mm-hmm. a an autograph from somebody. Wow. And it's that's true. you know that that is definitely part of the culture that we have around here mm-hmm. um and there are a lot of people who attend these these um conventions looking for that we, we watch it happen because we're selling our stuff and we're like you know we're very independent mm-hmm. and not known by everybody that comes to these things but we watch people like yourself that's why we would rather you were doing it uh collecting 20 to 90 dollars for a picture and an autograph or a shirt or whatever yep. they're selling well, i don't even have anything to show them anymore i sold everything <laughs> I was going to ask you, what, <laughs> what does your collection consist of these days? Because you I post got, some pictures sometimes. Are they old pictures? They're your... old because I sold them all. Okay. 
it, it, like to Germany and England mm. and uh, out of country, really. Those right. As long as you made some money. <laughs> I did, I did. I needed the money, so, you know, so it was, you know, what am I going to do? I don't even have a, I can't even, you know, I'm in a two-bedroom apartment and it's cramped. I can't even put my own collection of things up because there's no space. I think when you hit a certain age. Yeah, you start recycling. That's what I do. You I sell things and, yeah. You have to really, I'm already ready to sell Yeah, I've been everything. unloading. <laughs> I hit the eBay thing uh, myself lately with videos, movies, and Blu-rays, things like that. And comic books. I have a huge comic book collection. Wow. Selling them. They're I've got out. the Japanese toy collection. Uh, okay. I really need to You see to behind sell. me here, these wow. are all models. Some are built, or I put them back in the box yeah. so I know where they are. But these are all Japanese imports that I build and kind of customize myself. Um, some of them you can see like up here. Like up here, I build a lot of these. Wow. Oh my yeah. gosh, you have the creep show with the crate. I just yeah, noticed yeah. that. Yeah, this was the Man. Last, last convention that I was at. That is really I, I, cool. I bought that I at Mothman. Yeah, Christine, Christine worked with, uh, at, with oh, Mothman. Oh, I just saw that the Isn't other that, night. Was that Mothman creep or show? Creep Show? That's Adrian Barbeau. Yes. Was in that, that yeah, one she gets and... eaten by him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that Mothman, folks. The Creep Show, the crate episode. Yeah, that's. I bought that when we were at the Mothman Festival, which was one of my favorite festivals of all time. Absolutely. We had a blast. Where was this? This was at Point, Point Pleasant in, in West Virginia, right oh. at the, the location where the bridge was and yeah. history. The, the oh, wow. Silver Bridge Silver, collapsed. Silver yeah. Bridge collapsed. And where that Mothman was seen at, at oh, the TNT wow. site and uh, mm -hmm. other sightings. It's That's true cryptid stuff. That one really... That, yeah. Just, He's my, one of my favorites aside from Aliens. Absolutely. Mothman. That's some... Yeah. Did you ever see the movie with Richard Gere? Oh, yeah. Great movie. But oh, yeah. they're pretty close to what really happened. They have to Hollywood it up, you know. But there's a lot of history there, um, Native American history, that, you, and you could take a tour and see all that. Wow. Where maybe they did curse it. They did curse it, but is the Mothman a curse? I don't know, Christine. Where are you with that? Well, here's the funny part: is wow. I, I think I brought this up through when we were at the convention. One thing that I, because I am part scientist, so one thing I noticed was, you know, there's, you know, all the waterways that are around that area. So for me, like a lot of stuff that we think talk about in the UFO community are like portals. Mm -hmm. So he, that is a prime place for portals of any type. Um, you know, if you believe in, in that kind of stuff. But using the water networks and such? Um, I, you wouldn't technically say. I mean, water is a good conductor, and it, it does open up certain energy things. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, if you believe in, in that type of stuff. Not everybody does. I'm starting have to. You ever, have you ever seen an alien? Or? Uh, no, I've not seen anything, except I've had some... Un, um, uh, unusual paranormal experiences, I guess you could say. I thought you were say unruly guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unruly guests too. But um, I've not seen an alien. I and, and the weird part is, I'm a PI. I'm a private investigator. That's my occupation. So I spend like nights on the road in wow. like between Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Ohio. And with all those weird back roads, late night hours, I still have never seen anything out of the ordinary. Hmm. Sorry so. about that. I thought for sure you would have. That's now. okay. I always know. I didn't really want to. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm also a fiction author, so all the stuff that I think about in my brain, like all the fun stories, I was like, that's enough. That's enough. I'm that's so enough. glad I'm meeting you. Well, oh, <laughs> See, why well, is it because the because I'm cuckoo? No. I'm oh yeah, that's why I have her around. <laughs> a little cuckoo kidding. quality. How about you, Valerie? Have what? you had any weird encounters or? Something happened when I today. Was a kid, I say, when but... I was a kid, okay. I had a scary thing, um, a couple scary things. 
one I thought I, when I was at my aunt's house and I was spending the night, uh, she had a little cubby in, 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 in this little hallway. And I was nosy and I opened it up. I swear to God, I saw a miniature, a little man that looked exactly like Ed Sullivan. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I Mini screamed Ed Sullivan. like Holy crazy. It, he's looking right at me. This little man that looked like, you know, Ed's you probably too I do. young. Yeah. Ed's Very Sullivan. angular head. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, and I and then they came up and, and I slammed the door shut and I went down. I was like hysterical. And then my aunt's going, oh, Valerie, oh, Valerie. And then so she went up, we went upstairs and they opened it and he was gone. Whoa. Okay. Now I have a question on that one. That's something. Where were you when this happened? And then this I is do my want to aunt's get... in Greensburg. Greens Greensburg is very, very haunted. I just read a few Are books on Are you serious? On that. Yeah, Christine, get back me up on it. that. Between sightings of the black-eyed children, um, well, those are those are all black-eyed children are in a lot of places. That yes. actually was part of the whole Mothman thing. Um, yes. Nick Redfern, he's one of my favorite. Yeah, that's people. the book I read. Oh, you read? Oh, okay, was that the? Uh, okay, he yes. also had the women in black and stuff like that. And Didn't he's go there yet. okay. What were you going to say? That I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, let me just remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so do you think that that experience kind of um, led you into what you decided to do? Hmm. I've always liked horror, even as a little kid. Okay. So my sisters were a Cheers. lot older. My sister's 11 years older and one is 7 years older. Mm -hmm. And so we always watched Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. Outer Limits. Oh, outer, outer Limits. Yeah, outer one limits. Step Beyond. Nice. All of that sort of so, and even horror movies. Every Saturday morning, my sister goes, "Valerie, you know the horror movies on." I love them. They <laughs> Me don't. Too. I don't know what it is. I love them. And you're wearing your Sven Gulli shirt. And like I mean, I, said. <laughs> I, I watch them nonstop. Yeah. Even now, when I go home, I'm gonna have a horror movie on. <laughs> um, I that's how I go to bed every night. Same here. Mm -hmm. One or two. If I don't like what's going on in one, I go to another one. So. And yeah, the sad thing about some of these movies, mm -hmm. you get almost three quarters way through and you're like, man, this is crap. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we run into that. I've been bitching about a lot of foreign ones lately, which are usually good go-tos. Yes. They're usually good. A lot of lately, those Korean, mm. some of those really Asian films are really good. They get good. crazy. They get crazy. Yeah, I love them. I'm a big fan of Korean and Asian films entirely. Yeah, there's some good ones. But they, they don't hold back anything. Did you see... Um, is it called lately? Encounter? Yeah, lately. Uh, is it called? Oh my god, I'm terrible with this. Encounters on Netflix. I did watch, which I recommend to Christine. Was um, it? Is it where? Uh, what? What? This me. was a documentary, though. This oh is, no, yeah, I watched a lot. Evolu of Evolution. Oh no, I didn't watch that. It's a new. It's pretty good. Okay, is this Korean or? No, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You heard it here first, kids. And, and another one that I liked, uh, uh, something blue. Hmm. <laughs> are these blue, blue movies? Or yes, are they they're series? movies. They're okay. movies. And and she's like a, a evolution is about this little boy. You just see these women that are really weird looking, hmm. and they go to this pool at night. They go into the ocean at night. Oh. And here, what they're doing is they're making these little boys. You don't yes. see little girl. The I little did boy see it. Is this with the starfish? Yes. The starfish one. Yeah. Ooh, it's a really creepy good it's one. It's very creepy, slow burn. But it's I recommend really... it. I did see that one about five yeah. years ago. I, thought, I, I just saw it. Like, Oof. It was really yeah, it's an cool. island of women, and they bring up boys. Yes. And they 
turn. Make this I, thick fish, yeah. I guess. Starfish. I, I, we may have just spoiled it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, That's no, okay. no. You I don't know say. why, but for some reason that reminded me of this really vivid, scary dream that I had one oh. time about alien women. Whoa, okay. Yeah, but this like alien woman would eat people. It was oh, kind of wow. really... She creature, there you yeah, go. Yeah, it was really... Stan Winston. I never wrote that one, but it was, it was <laughs> weird. The, the other time <laughs> I had a, a, a something happen that was really scary, and I actually called my mother sobbing. Oh, no. um, I was laying in bed. I was in high school, and it's. I was waking up, and I was definitely awake. My hand started slapping my face oh really my hard, goodness. like like just going. Whoa. And and I was, I was like, what? I couldn't, and it hurt. I actually had to stop. That sounds like possession. Big time. Something had. I you... had to stop my hand from slapping me. And and it was like I couldn't control it. I'm wondering if maybe I slept on it and it just had this oh yeah strange thing. Well, I usually uh, whenever you sleep on it, it just kind of falls asleep and tingles. All I know oh. is I called my mother and and she was at work and I was crying. My mom, I'm hitting myself and I can't stop. Well, you know, <laughs> and I also she say went, like I mean, think of terms of carry like um you know when when mm. girls hit like a certain age, yes, they, that's when their potential for any sort of powers would come telepathic come and otherwise. Yeah. Yep. Wow. It's true. Yeah, 12 years old is like the big one for uh, paranormal investigators when they come across. Uh, it's usually females. There are boys. It's happened. Well, the exorcist was a little boy. The real story of the exorcist. But yeah, usually it's girls that are like uh, yeah, oh, 12 yeah. years old. And they hit their that, that period where it's just like everything, well, things fly around the room. Yeah. And there's violence. Mm -hmm. And usually there's because of trauma they've experienced or, or abuse. Huh. That can happen too. I've read a lot on this. Too much on it. I'm sure yeah. you have too. Yeah. Um, I'm mostly I, I didn't read anything about like the trauma or abuse part but I've read that um, that's when you know like any sort of psychic powers quote mm -hmm. would peak would be um, whenever they hit teenage years a prominent one is the Bell Witch the real story of the Bell Witch oh yeah and it's called an American Haunting if you watch that one with uh, Donald Sutherland decent movie but the Bell Witch book creepy as all really uh, very creepy yeah and that had to do with abuse and this girl was able to manifest it into powers. We're wow. throwing books around the room or whatever. Yeah. yeah, Bell Witch is a good book. I have it downstairs in the library somewhere. But um, so you don't think that you these movies that you watched growing up that didn't make you want to get into the business at all, Valerie? You know, honestly, I never thought mm -hmm. about going into horror film. I just loved watching them. It was a fluke. Yeah. It was a total fluke. Major fluke. Did you I mean, have like a formal schooling for art or was yeah, that something? Okay. I mean, I was a fine artist. I mean, so I was doing soft sculptures and, and trying to do galleries and I did oil paintings and silk screens and mixed media drawings. And <clears throat> so I just always considered myself a fine artist and my whole thing thought was galleries and making money that way or whatever. Um, didn't even think about teaching, but it was my boyfriend was a beacons mover and he moved Lucasfilm and the secretaries told him because it was a big secret. They were in San Rafael hmm. and the buildings were labeled A, B, C, D. Hmm. And my boyfriend was really cute. And, and I guess the secretaries thought so too. <laughs> so they, they were like flirting with him and talking to him. And eventually one of them said, this is really George Lucas's place. Oh wow! And so he told me, and I'm not kidding you, the next day, 
I filled my little VW wagon up oh with with the silk screen, with the soft sculpture, with whatever. And I went there and I had a card that said Valor Sofranco, artist, soft sculptor, and my phone number. And uh-huh. I, I just went in and lied and put it down and, and told the secretary, look, I'm in a big hurry. I have this stuff that the art director wants to see. And then this is the honest God's truth. And she said, who? And I'm like, I, the art director. I'm like, look, I'm in a hurry. I'm going to go. So I was doing anything to distract. And then people were coming and going because they just moved there. It was chaotic. So she, I started bringing stuff and she goes, uh, put it over there. And she goes, who? And I'm like, the art director. She goes, Nilo. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Nilo. <laughs> <laughs> so did your boyfriend know that you were going to do this? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a conspiracy. He didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know until I did it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but he oh, thought it was he thought it was a good idea. Looking oh, okay, out for number good, one, good, you know. Good. You got to do that. Thank God he was cute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would have known. I don't know how anyone. You know, I became friends with people and I I don't even know how they knew. Like I don't know how I yeah. got told about Chris's shop, you know, from Nilo. I don't even know why I didn't even try and get into the model shop there. I think I was so devastated that they were letting me go already. And I had spent a few months there and they knew they had to let go a couple people. So I was one of the last to hire. But I became friends with people in the model shop and stuff. So eventually I did work with those people. That's good. That's good. Good to hear. But, you know, Lucasfilm was something I wasn't there. Like some people made that their career, that they just worked there. I worked wherever there was a, a movie or a job mm. you get laid off i go to the next place yeah that's what you're saying you're yeah. juggling between disney and lucasfilm yeah. that's just amazing yeah. to me and the museums oh yeah and now you you do sculpture work uh, not painting you're not painting anything no, now i'm doing a lot of digital paintings oh digital painting yeah. okay so i do a lot of photography and then i do a lot of digital stuff with that where i'll take it and paint with it in photoshop i, I like to take photos and then do stuff with them and cool. Photoshop and make it really cool. You'll see. I can't wait. I'm going to have to send, you, yes, send please. you some of my special ones. And I won't post anything unless you tell me I'm allowed to. Yeah, yeah. So. You can find whatever. I've been doing this a long time. I, I'm very shy. <laughs> Here we go with that again. I don't know. Yeah, she's, she's, she's shy like you. I used to be shy a really long time ago. <laughs> and then what happened? Oh, life. I mean, I'm a, I do public speaking now, too. Oh, so. my God. Well, I mean, I used to do that like 10 years ago whenever I used to do the panels at LJ's. Remember yes, those that's days? right. That was 10 years. It was, yeah, it was 10 years ago. I was ago, terrified of that stuff, ago. but I can yeah. do it now. It does come with age. You did them all the it, time, it, though. I know. I hated it, And though. Sandy, everybody was there. Yeah, yeah. That's what we... All the cool people were, we're there. We're dropping names of people. We want you to get involved in these local conventions because you'd be a hit. <laughs> you'd be a hit. Just we'll your autograph. Picture, autograph. You know, they'll bring their stuff to sign. Well, that that... That they could do. Yeah, and you advertise that on your Facebook. I'll be there. Bring your stuff for ten bucks. I'll sign and it. Twenty bucks. And you just bucks. ask the convention for a mm-hmm. fee to show up. I mean, that covers your expenses yes. as far as travel in the day. I, I've been telling Heather for years get a glossy made up of yourself We've learned or, a lot your, of or your work. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to have <laughs> Me a and David have learned a lot of business. It's since funny. 10 we've years. we've learned like I've learned what not to do when mm-hmm. I'm around her because and she'll tell me you need to do that and vice versa like i'll one time one time i outsold you and i was selling stupid candles and you're like remember the dumb candles at mothman i have they sell like, I, I definitely don't think you outsold me at mothman no, no, not, but your candles <laughs> not the books not the books 
But the can I had stuff, and these stupid candles were flying off the table. But nobody's buying my my stuff. They they wanted these candles that was the head cheese. Head cheese. You were selling for like five bucks. Exactly. Texas Chainsaw head cheese candles. They didn't smell like head cheese. They just didn't smell good. No, they were terrible. But but in all in all fairness, you have done good better than me at like the Living Dead type of events. That's this weekend, kids. (laughs) Help me out. But um. But like I think I did whoop you at Mothman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You you sold out. I thought. Yeah, that was your your. It, you was, were, it was pretty good. I she really was definitely wish in our home be, territory. Yeah, there. I wish we could be doing that again. The only way, yeah, you just learn by going. But you'd be a natural, Valerie, if you just sat there, had a table, and you had some glossies of Absolutely. Jack. Absolutely. If you had Jack with you, but a picture you know, of you. You have that picture is, of you making Gizmo. I, I guess the thing is, the way I look at this, many people put together Jack. Many yeah. people put together Gizmo. Many people worked. You know, you had the mechanism people you had the sculptors you had you know the fabricator right so that's why i feel like it's i see what you mean it's not just me Mm -hmm. Uh, do you have any photographs of the whole team you could could sign those too if if there's a great picture there's a great picture of you working on gizmo from back then that people that, would buy that that was in cinefix that's that's really cool i, I love actually that have the magazine and i'm in it She's um, like just totally in, just in her project. I mean, it's, it's like a great scene, great well, shot. People thing, would buy that with your signature. I'm just the telling thing you. thing about Gremlins is it was well documented because Chris's brother, uh, Mark Wallace, documented everything. He mm. was really great at photography. Smart and, man. But like on Nightmare Before Christmas, we never, the fabrication department never had people come up and photograph us. Mm. And if they did, they seemed to do it when I wasn't there. Right, oh. and you said Tim Burton would come on the set every now and then. He came on once and brought a tour of his goth girls. <laughs> He's he was seemed very nice, I have to say. And, I would say he would be. Um, I liked, you know, he seemed nice. He, he just came through. I mean, obviously, he had these gothy girls behind him and. He was just looking at stuff and just kind of shaking his head. But I have to say, he's the one that bought us the really cool jackets. Nice guy. Got us a really nice, cool, you know, baseball, like with the leather sleeve and the leather collar and the wool and the Jack Skellington's face. Very jealous of that. Sold it. (laughs) (laughs) It might have been at the Met. I went to the Met to see a nightmare, a Tim Burton um, expose. I probably saw some of your work sitting in there behind Maybe. glass. I'm sure I did. Maybe. It was a. It took you about two hours to walk through the entire thing. Wow! And he had you know from Batman, Nightmare, and of course you know Headless Horseman and all the everything Tim Burton's ever Beetlejuice. Yeah. You know, uh, all that stuff was there. I bet some of your stuff was there. Probably. I put money on it. Um, I don't know the conditions of what those puppets looked like in the end because there again I got injured on that show, right. so I had to leave again. But um, I just. I would think that the puppets were probably in pretty, especially trays. <laughs> yeah. From the nicotine and how it ate. Oh my goodness! It ate the foam shram. Unbelievable! Wow. Yeah, That's, it, what what just, is it doing to our systems? Yeah. Um, that, that. Yeah. We had to make him wear gloves, and he got upset <sighs> because they want to feel that. Puppet. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. moving this, and he didn't like the fact that we're going to look. These puppets are getting stained. That's an unusual problem on the set. Yeah, yeah. I know. I feel like, like, did he just not wash his hands? Probably not good. enough. Or he yeah, smoked that much? He smoked a lot. I think wow. they were under a lot of pre- stress. And oh, pressure. oh, I know, I know pressure. <laughs> Those little puppets were a nightmare. I, literally, huh? They did I, a great job. I bet they did take care of them because they learned from the mistakes of Rankin and Bass before them. Uh, that's where Tim Burton probably got his ideas for uh, this. All the all the holiday ones, there was were all puppets. They're about this big. Yep. 
and they all rotted away. They kept some of them in yeah, a museum they, or something. Sure they rotted. Somebody just bought them what was left of them, but like the Rudolphs, the Santa Clauses, and all the, the you know, little, the elves. I and, did a lot of those elves. There you go. Yeah, I did a lot of those. Did you? Guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, there was man. a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And definitely. Sally, we actually sewed her little. The Christmas stitches. elves. They, on, on, you did those too. I, I sewed her stitches. Oh, yeah, I knew that. And I did her That's hair. Awesome. I put the lid in her hair, but that was like Liz's puppet. We all each had our own responsibility. So Liz, I can't even, she was a friend of mine. Why can't I remember her last name? I think well, it was Jennings or something. Don't feel bad about that. <laughs> Christine was just saying, we write stuff. It, now that you know, I'm older, you forget the stuff that was in your earlier works. And going back, it's like alien to you all over again. Because yeah. you created new worlds. You went to other books. and other, Absolutely. And you have a, a ridiculous amount of books, Christine. So I don't know how you'd remember I want a list. I want to see. Yeah, I, have, I have 27 of them that, are, that oh I've written. Gosh. I don't think, I, I haven't released all of them. But Friend I Friend her on Facebook big time. And then I am working yes. on, um, I'm working on a really strange topic next. Um, I don't oh, know good. if you've ever heard of ley lines. Like energy, like Earth energy grids in the in the in the no. whole world. Wow. Yeah, like they. It's like basically how they believe that a lot of monuments and things were lined up for energy purposes. I believe that. Earth, like Stonehenge, Stonehenge and yeah. things like that. That makes sense. So a lot of people really. It's so weird, but a lot of people haven't really focused on that topic. I probably shouldn't. I shouldn't have prematurely announced that. Whoops. Well. <laughs> You always have something new like that that you, you make me think, which is mm -hmm. good. You make me think. Yeah, but you and I and, and um, you know, Kimberly and Dee yeah. yes. have all talked about some of the inventions we want to work on. Like, we're we're proactive in our own way. Yeah, as much as we can be. Yeah, there's there's well, always yes, something maybe new. Maybe I can help build that something. We want to do. I, that's what I was just thinking. We would love like, to work with <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's because you inspired us to do what we do. Uh, quite frankly, mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, I think the film industry did, but I don't think uh, me personally. No, that's no, not true. No. That's not true. No, because you did something with it and you made a career out of it. So you know, that's something we. But like would I love said, to. I wouldn't have even thought of it. It, mm -hmm. it happened because my boyfriend was a beacons mover. <laughs> I had no idea. A, well, look how I met you. Yeah, but you know, you know what? As shy as you say you were, you took a very bold move I did. that a lot of people would not do. I did so. because I was desperate. Yeah, but, and, but uh, like desperate people do desperate things. That's true. Because I mean, I was working as a waitress, well, and making okay. crap money. We all worked yeah. in service. I know that. You know, and yeah. it, it was like, okay, I can't, I can't take any more of this. Yeah, yeah. And it, you, it got me out. It got amazing. me out, and it got me in. And uh, you know, that's why I'm curious. I wish I would have asked my friends, like my dear friend Margie, who passed away, unfortunately. Her and I were very close, and uh, some of the gremlin stuff you'll see us puppeteering by oh. each other or whatever. Oh, cool. There's one scene in the theater scene where oh. we're, we're beside each other, and Margie and me, and oh my god, pivotal scene. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. Love I just it. lost my thought again. Anyway, that's all right. That's what happens that's when right. you're seventy? Uh, and oh, and kids, she doesn't look seventy. Not I couldn't at believe all. that. Not you look better all. than most forty-year-olds I know. Oh, so. no offense, Christine. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Are you serious? I'm totally kidding. Oh, I'm totally kidding. Oh my gosh. What? You're not forty. You're what? Thirty-five. Right? I'm like twenty-two. Uh, isn't it twenty-seven? Is the What's immortal age? You, all females don't. Are yeah. you twenty-two? Really? No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Twenty. Twenty-seven. But, but you know what? For for the record, we'll just pretend like I'm twenty-two. That's well, a good number. That's well, a 
pretend I'm 40. Yeah, see, there we go. There so she doesn't stab me when you leave. That's... Oh, I, I'm going to do it now. <laughs> On air death. I've been waiting for that one. Um, this guy here, I'm looking at Sasquatch. i got to bring this up because there was a, a, a sighting just in the past 48 hours that made YouTube. Christine, have you seen this? No, where is it? Colorado. A uh, guy from a train. Uh, a point of view from a train. He was filming, and there, there it is. It's one of those trains like... Uh, like a scenic route where they slowed down for you. You can take pictures. Now that sounds like such a setup for somebody in a suit, mm -hmm. which very much it could be. Watch it yourself. Um, it's really cool footage though. Whatever. If it's a guy doing it, kudos to him for doing it. But the Sasquatch is out in a field. He just kind of walks a little bit and then sits down behind some rocks and brush and he's still in view and they, they really zoned in on him. So you can tell the face is amazing. If it's fake, this guy did an amazing job. Now, I do know a guy who dresses up, but I don't think yeah. he's out there. Well, this is Colorado, so I think, yeah, they're going to say it's fraud, but... So you're saying that they, they spotted him, and then he just basically sat down? Sat down, the train kept moving. the train? Train kept rolling. Uh, he kind of just sat down as it went by. They're probably about, I think they said 100 to 500 yards away. That's interesting. But you could zoom in with a good lens. Look it up on YouTube. It's going to be the first thing when you put Sasquatch in right now. Um, make your own decisions, kids. I, I have tons of friends in that sitting. industry. Tons of friends who yeah. love the Bigfoot. She works at Sasquatch. I love Bigfoot. Yeah. In He's... fact, a couple of my people that I've worked with did Bigfoot movies. Ooh. I think Chris actually was a Bigfoot in one of the, oh. the movies. That Ethan, I think Ethan Wiley the, did one. Not like Harry and the Hendersons. You just caught like the attention other... of let me just say, of people. yeah, you really, yeah, Chris, you just got the radar of everybody yep, in Western PA. Yeah, all people. Well, Chris is a gorilla freak, and he uh, really makes incredible gorillas. Like wow. Rick Baker. I mean, him and Rick Baker are very, Rick Baker very is amazing. close friends. They're, yes. they're very good friends. Star Wars, but too. he's him and they're on the same level of, yeah. of incredibleness. So. Yeah, werewolves, especially if I recall. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, American Werewolf in London. Isn't that Rick Baker's effect? Yeah. That, uh, the, the transformation scene? Yep, that was amazing. Oh, I'm going to get killed for that one. I'm not sure if that was... But that's it one was, of my favorite No, that movies. was Rick. Yeah, uh, amazing. I think. But, yeah. was it Robert Well, Rick Baker's still working. Let's <laughs> use the Google machine. That's how you find out. Rick Baker is still working. I mean, he just has, he has something coming out soon. Well, his like, shop's closed. Oh, I know is that. it? Yeah, well, but he may, he's probably doing stuff. But, yeah. I mean, he's going around. I think pretty much all of them have kind of retired. But they still do their own art. I know that he does some beautiful paintings now, too. And... Maybe that's what I saw. Well, what I was alluding to with Sasquatch, I want to know. I, I know. I think I know where Christine stands with this. But, um, I, like, do you believe, I, I think I know my answer. Do you believe in aliens, ghosts, Sasquatch, Mothman? Do you believe I any do. of that is? I do. Yeah, the, you're, you're a little, uh, what was it, Ed Sullivan. Uh, what, yeah. Do you think that was an alien or one I of just... those? Irish fairies. I actually have uh, someone I know, and he was in the industry, big name actually, who had an encounter oh. as a boy. With what? Which one? An alien, a gray. Okay. Where he fell, and I think he was abducted. Wow. He has like something in his arm and stuff, but uh, he writes about it. He's very good he friends okay. with Whitley Stryber. Really? Yes. He's very you good friends. A, are you I don't want to say his name okay, because I, I don't. Think well, it's probably appropriate for me. You to? could always introduce him. Maybe he'll want to talk. Um, he, ha I mean, he has his own blogs and stuff. There we go. Okay, he's got his own. Thing. I could ask him what he thinks if he minds. He, I think he's a little protective because so many people are skeptical. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we run into that. And and he's been, you know, you could tell, but he's done some amazing sculptures. 
Well, now, now uh, the the biggest thing in the alien community is how um, there's so many just uh, press conferences and yeah. like, they're having talks. They're trying to have like alleged open conversation about alien life and existence. Yeah, we're in a I weird. I definitely period, believe right? in it. I mean, look at the f- fifty-one thing. There's so many people. I've seen yeah. documentaries on that where mm-hmm. the guy said, "Look." I saw this. Yeah. I saw this little thing dead. Or I look at the mm-hmm. metal, even the well, metal. They were talking about biologics is what they called it. Like actually, And um, it was confirmed that allegedly biologics were found, and that would be like a species. When they, they used that word, which is a little weird. Mm-hmm. That is. They It'd were referencing pretty, a species. Pretty silly to think we're the only thing. Oh, yeah. oh it would. It yeah. definitely in, in, in would. Absolutely. We say that all the time. Absolutely. You look up at the stars, and how can and, you be and that we're, stupid? And we're pretty fucked up. <laughs> you notice, I know. And I did that. Yeah, but it's on the rise now, because they're yeah. watching us with everything going on in Israel, with uh, Palestine. Just the whole, they show up when nuclear reactors are at risk. That's when you get your sightings. I, you've know, you know that too, right? See, I um, I did a Life on Other Planets panel. Wow. Were you part of that one? No, I, think I was, it was there for it. Were you? Okay. I was there for it, yeah. So that was 2013, 2014. And one of the interesting things that was brought up during that panel was that we, you know, given the size of the universe, we might just be like, um, for us to think that, the you know, aliens would care enough about us just kind of... Pompous. Almost makes us pompous, pompous. yeah, or egotistical. Arrogant. We think that, that I we're, think they we're the are center. interested in us, but for uh, what probably, reason? Probably, but but what we reason, you know? they want our planet. Yeah, we can't work on. be. <laughs> we can't be the only planet out there that would you know be monitored by another. We're bad species. renters, basically. <laughs> <laughs> the landlords are coming back. Like that that's a whole segment on its own if you talk aliens like you're you're literally going into so many things like Mars missing its atmosphere and you know they're saying that some you know space debris came here and that is kind of what created Earth and not and a human inhabitants. So there's just so many freaking theories that I'm not even going to get us cuz well, <laughs> no, I'm going to I want you to elaborate on that, but we're going to come right back to wrap this thing up here with Valerie Sofranco and Christine Soltis joining me. Thank you for listening Kettle Radio. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle, fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. So, and we are back once again. Great conversation off the air, talking <laughs> Chili Billy, Chiller Theater, and Bill Cardell with Lori Safranco here. Christine Val- Saltis with Valerie me. Valerie Safranco. <laughs> did, did I say Lori Safranco? Wow. It's Lori Cardell. Wow. Because wow. we, we were a lot. We were talking about Lori Cardell, <laughs> and I, you know, Valerie Safranco is sitting right in front of me. 
But Lori uh, is very active, was where I was going to go yeah, with that. Lori Cardell's still active. She's going to be, uh, I don't know if she's going to be a Living Dead weekend, but she might be. She might be. She, she shows I up I don't know. I, I, I'm out of, I've been out of some of the convention circuit. Well, it's I'm been a while. some, and I'm yeah. out of some. I, I had to get back into it, but it's been fun. We're, and we're going to recruit you, well, we'll, Valerie. We'll check it out and see. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I but could they, use some money. They, they could be like some long days. I don't know if you could get like shorter slots, too. Right. See, that's the there, other like, thing with day. the sitting. I have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, celebrities show up like what they do. Uh, they sit there for maybe like uh, part of the day, and they show up on Sunday for like two hours and something like that. You don't have to be there all the whole time. But let people know your window, and then you'll have yeah. a line, and then the line goes away. Uh, and might come back again. You never know. People are sporadically weird when it comes to conventions. I've had busy Sundays where Saturday was dead. So, I don't know. But, yeah, we'd like to see you there. And maybe we'll all get a table next time. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep figure, you updated. We'll talk about this and figure it out. And maybe you can advertise it. I absolutely will. Oh, I'll let them know. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep up to date with it. Because we work. She lets me know when I don't know about a convention and vice versa. And sometimes we'll work together. But, uh, yeah, this, I'm trying to make a comeback with this. Because it was fun. Mothman got me the bug back. Yeah, I just wish we could get in I there know. again. They kind of <laughs> they cut us off for this year. <laughs> well, they have returning vendors that have been like there forever. Yeah, so we weren't welcome back this time, but doesn't mean it'll be the end of that. Um, so, all right, so we got we were thorough with Sasquatch. You believe in that? Yep. Aliens. You had your encounter. Yeah. Ghosts. Where are you with that? I do believe because I think that Ed Sullivan was that a ghost. So that was a ghost. Was actually there, you think that was a ghost, not an alien? Okay. And the slapping of the hand, you think maybe you were being forced? I might you don't have been, know. I don't know. But another thing that odd happened, and I I think it was lightning, that I was, it was a storm. This is another time I was a kid. I think I was a junior high, and I'm in my bedroom, and it was storming really bad. It was an electrical storm, and I, it was so hot. And mm. I had the window open, and I had my head where my feet normally are on my bed and I had my head kind of in the window because I was wow. so hot and I had my arm and my body it, it I think I got uh, lightning went through me oh, all man. I oh, know my, my body shot up in the air I flipped and landed on the floor and Whoa. my sisters we were kind of poor <laughs> so we had three of us girls in a room and my sisters were older and I remember going penny penny to my sister I, I just got hit by lightning. Oh I just God. got hit by lightning. I think, and it, it was either that or it was a spiritual, a spiritual sort of bizarre thing that happened. But my body shot up in the air, turned, and landed on the floor. Oh my God! I've been electrocuted, and I can see that happening. Yeah. So I thought it was lightning. Wow. But there was no burn mark anywhere, and people were going. Well, I didn't have any either. I got electrocuted my arm, went all the way up to my shoulder, and it went all the way back down. Otherwise, I was going to be toast. Wow. Yeah, that that's a totally different story. So that could have but been. But maybe that spat was it, I was going to say spasms with your hand. You were talking about earlier. My you whole think, body could that be... lifted completely up off the bed and and turned Oops. and landed on the floor. Oaks. Oh my goodness. Yeah, like a Linda Blair moment. Wow. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's incredible. I've had some weird things happen. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. it, too. Did you put it into your work? <laughs> no, I had a lot of weird things happen. But, I, I mean, even once walking in California, and I was probably in my 40s or 30s, and and I was walking, probably shouldn't have been walking where I was because somebody could have nabbed me, but it was in the Marin Headlands, and I saw it looked like a cigar. Oh. You and saw. it looked like wow. it was going backwards. 
You saw air. one of the more famous of the sauce, well, not saucer, yeah, in that case, that UFO. Is, it looked yeah. like a cigar, and yeah. it had, like, two little things on the back, but it looked like it was going backwards. Interesting. And I remember that scared me so bad. It sounds like a slow-moving missile. Mm-hmm. It really scared me. And, and, and I mean, I just look at it thinking, that mm. is not American. No. <laughs> That's a common sighting, though. It really is. And yes. I immediately turned around and left. I never went wow. up that trail again alone. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. So you've had your share. Christine, you're a believer, I believe. Absolutely. I'm a scientist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always look at science angles. But, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical on some things, but I'm always open-minded. Open-minded is critical. I agree. It is definitely. So, Valerie, where do we find you these days? Where do you want people to find you? Do you have any art that you're displaying? or Not yet, but I am going to have a website, and when we do, we'll we'll make sure everybody knows about it. I, I have – it needs to be cleaned up, and I need to redo it. I want to add the newer things in now and get rid of some things that are old. So I do have a website, but I don't tell anyone to go to it yet. It really needs to be. Well, you're welcome to join ours. We have one called Celebration of Spirits that I have with Bob Hoagland and his, his, his daughter, Jess Weary. Um, our stuff is on there, Dr. Peeler, which is not up here right now, the comic book that we're doing. But celebrationofspirits.com is for the artist. Okay. Uh, we, we put stuff up there, and I, I put a piece up there for you if you have something you want to display and sell or whatever you want to do. And while you're getting your stuff together, okay. you could have this other outlet. But, yeah, I welcome you to that one. Um, how about on uh, you're on Facebook, right? Yep. You can, people can find you there. Yep. Anywhere else? Uh, you no, want to give I anything else do, out? I don't do anything else. I, I just do Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> I Twitter. I'm I'm. It's X now. I'm at fairly dark there. I, I'm getting back into it. Christine, are you doing the Twitter these days? Um, I mean, I have a. I I really don't even check my profile. I I have Instagram, Facebook yes. pages, and Instagram. then I have websites. Yeah, this one and Instagram. Maybe I should do Instagram. Yes, you yeah, should. Yeah, definitely, because that is like the best display for show, like outline, like putting pictures up. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See. Even I have. We're audio here, and I have. Uh, I put pictures up of the episodes. You know, and hopefully we'll take one tonight and get it up on Instagram. Okay. But yeah, we're kettle dot whistle dot radio on Instagram. That's us. So yeah, you definitely need an Instagram. Okay. That's easy. You'll have fun with that, and there's not much bickering that well, goes on. Well, maybe I can sell something. Yes. I just yes. have to figure out how much to charge. <laughs> well, you could always go on eBay and see what they're selling it for there. <laughs> I do. And there's, I mean, they really vary. It's amazing. Ah, well, I appreciate you being here. Yep. Thank you so much, Christine. You too. How about you? Uh, you want to give out you. what's going on with you right now? Um, you know, I'm always, you know, writing books, selling jewelry. Um, I make natural stone jewelry yeah, at the, at the moment. So um, you can find Solstice Night Sky Productions, Solstice Night Sky Designs. Um, there's a website, solsticenightsky.com, and then the other pages are on both Facebook and Instagram. Excellent. And now you know where to find everybody, including Spotify for all your Kettle Whistle Radio needs, where all the episodes are up there. And thank you, iHeartRadio fans, for listening and getting me on iHeartRadio. I don't know how that happened. But, yes, <laughs> thank you. And thanks for putting up with the sponsors, because, yes, it's nice to, after 15 years, to finally get paid. <laughs> but anyway, thank you uh, for being here, Valerie and Christine. Thank you so much. Thank and you. Uh, hopefully we'll see all you guys on the road sometime at a convention. We'll have Valerie with us. Uh. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we're going to get you going. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll do the setup and she'll put down. She'll do the aesthetics. Christine is good at that. No, I'll set the table. She'll set the table. <laughs> and we'll, that'll bring the people to the table. So. Hey, any, yeah, why not? Any way to make a buck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Well, until next time, thank you for being here, and uh, we'll have an update with you when, you, well, next convention or when you want to sell some art or whatever there you got you going go. on. Thank you. All right. Okay, and we're going to go out with one more from Zeitgeist Zero from their new one. It is Meddling with the Forces is the album. You heard Plastic Diamonds off that earlier. And now we're going to go with uh, Go to Hell. And you could check them out on Bandcamp. Give them some love and buy some music, folks. And check out their videos on YouTube. And also, they are on Spotify, just like us. Take care. Damn it.
Pop culture. Subculture. Music. Horror. Sex. Politics. Art. And overall bad This is Society 13. Redefining podcasting. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.